Hey everybody, Saul Marquez here and welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Today, I have the privilege of hosting Richard Zwickel. He is the founder and CEO of POCN, Point of Care Network. He founded POCN in 2014 with the goal of building a free, secure, peer-driven network for NPs and PAs, that's nurse practitioners and physician assistants. The company is a trusted source for 400,000 healthcare providers who've opted in to learn about the latest clinical and industry news, network with other NPs and PAs, and access resources to improve patient outcomes. It's going to be a great discussion around networking and how we could drive outcomes through providing very specifically tailored and customized training opportunities for healthcare providers and how exactly these opportunities can extend to the broader healthcare ecosystem like medical devices and pharma. So I'm excited about today's conversation with Richard. Richard, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Saul. Absolutely. So, Richard, you're doing some fantastic work at uh, Point of Care Network, POCN. What is it that inspires you to do the work that you do in healthcare? That's a great question. I think the main inspiration has been the frontline practitioners or advanced practice providers that we've been supporting since 2014 and, and even prior to that in some other roles before I started POCN. NPs and PAs, as well as other folks across the continuum of care, really just they're an inspiration, especially with pandemic and and what COVID has done to the country and the work that they do. It just it goes without saying that they're they are the frontline treaters. They're the ones that inspire us the most. Couldn't agree with you more. I mean, it is just they've been extraordinary at the front lines of, of the pandemic, keeping all of us healthy. I mean, just putting their lives at risk. It's, it's amazing work. And you guys work directly with nurse practitioners and physician assistants really to elevate their work. And so talk to us a little bit about what exactly you guys do at POCN and how you're different than, than what's out there. Yeah, no, again, awesome, awesome experience working with, with NPs and PAs because, again, I think there's been just a huge misconception on the work they do. A lot of times people think it's them versus the, the medical doctor in the office, and that's not the case. They're collaborators. They work with you know everyone in the office, but they're also trained, what we've seen, to spend more time with the patient. Now, not to say that they care more or less than any other practitioner, but I think their outcomes speak for themselves. And what really drew me to this area of, of healthcare system was just, a, I think, a lack of understanding for both pharma and life science companies, as well as even people in my own family. I'm blessed to have, you know, awesome wife and kids. And my father-in-law is a surgeon and he, like others, and my wife's uncle is an orthopedic surgeon. And I think at times people thought, well, an NP or PA is not as good as a physician. And that, that's not the case at all. I think that that's basically an old way of thinking. The, the NP and PA plays such a critical role in the continuum of care and, and even Again, in a lot of practices, the doctor may not be taking on new patients and the NP and PA will be. Or there's procedures that are being done that everyone thinks, oh, the doctor's off doing the procedures and NPs and PAs are back at the office doing the work. No, they're they're seeing new patients and whether it's diagnosis, it's prescription writing, it's treatment, algorithms that they're following, it's the same that doctors would be doing. So that was the aha for me and for, the, I think, everyone that comes to work at PSCN is that the NPMPA plays just as important role as any other practitioner in the office. And that's what motivates us is to make sure that anybody we work with and collaborate with understands that same dynamic. That's great. You know, and I agree with you, right? I mean, even like I think about a recent experience I had with my dentist, the dental hygienist, you know, just 
I swear I went to a new dental office and I thought like, I thought she was one of the partners because she just did a phenomenal job. And then she's like, okay, I'll get the doctor for you. And I was like, wow, you're not the doctor. And I even told her, right? I just, you knew everything so well. And the same thing happens, right? If you have a PA that's super hyper-specialized on orthopedics, they're going to know, right? That's a valgus knee. That's a varus knee. You've got, you got osteoarthritis, right? All these things, it just becomes second nature to them. Yeah, no, it's true. So, I mean, even in gastro, everybody thinks the gastroenterologist is there. He's not in the office because they're off doing uh, the colonoscopies and the things that they make money on procedurally. The NP or the PA are also seeing their patients and going off and doing those same procedures in a lot of cases or in rheumatology. And any segment that we've seen and we work with clients across you know, almost 40 different therapeutic areas, the NP or PA plays a surprisingly important role in patient care and whether it be procedures, diagnosis, prescription writing, they're doing these things autonomously. They do not need to get the doctor's permission in most cases. And what we've heard is even the materials and the patient pamphlets and things, they shouldn't say, ask your doctor, because what we've heard is a lot of cases, the doctor isn't there. They're seeing an NP or PA as their primary care doctor or in oncology. We've recognized over 12,000 NPs and PAs that are actually treating patients uniquely in different tumor types. So there's a lot of going on. I think we're, our mission, what we're all about now is making sure that everybody that we work with or collaborate with understands that there's data and different proof points to show that these folks are doing the work, seeing patients writing prescriptions. That's fascinating, Richard. So if you had to summarize what POCN does and why it does it so well, what would be the elevator pitch? Yeah, we help practitioners earn, learn, care, and connect. And that's across the different elements of how they're helping themselves in their career, whether it be with continuing ed, their job board, different ways to make money, right, with market research or or working with industry or a, a bunch of other ways, but also in the way that they connect with one another. So NPs and PAs essentially run in packs. So in Chicago, where you're from, right, there's, there's different sides of Chicago, right? You've got two different baseball teams, but most of your hospitals are on one side or the other. You've got your airports, right? The cities are so huge. The same in Houston or in New York and so on. So understanding, which we've done and have been doing this for a long time, of where the NPs and PAs work, how they, they're localized with their organizations or regionalized or national. Understanding that dynamic, I think, also makes what we do feel more custom to them and that it's that type of what I call be local strategy that allows us to really make sure that we're, you know, connecting them with things that are going to help them earn, learn, care and connect, but that are going to be important to them. We have America's Top NP and America's Top PA, which are two distinct portals that we own and, and operate. And every single year, just like there used to be America's Top Doctors that you'd see in the in the magazine on the airplane, we're going into our fifth year of America's Top NP and America's Top PA, where folks are nominating one another. And again, it, in therapeutic areas, it's local, it's regional, it's national. But that has graduated to a whole we feel is a huge gap, which is the mentor and mentee initiatives that we have under America's Top as well. Because I think that there's also a huge gap here in that, you know, NPs and PAs do not come out of school with specialties. There's not fellowships and, and residencies like there are for MDs. So what we've been doing, and it's been very successful for industry and in support of NP and PA organizations, is we have IP around what we refer to as an inferred specialty. 
So in oncology, I mentioned we know that there are 12,000 NPs and PAs who are treating like oncologists, whether it be in a community or a rural setting. And ultimately, that allows for the practitioners to get a customized educational set or job set or resource set through our earn, learn, care, and connect paradigm. And it also helps industry talk to them because if NPs and PAs move around a lot, which they do, because there's way more opportunities than there are candidates, then the industry needs to know that, and that's where POCN helps them. If somebody was in primary care last month or two months ago, but in, let's say, the following month, they move jobs and now they're in a neurology office or an oncology office, knowing their patient panel, understanding what they're, the way they're treating makes it so that they're not getting spammed. They're not getting contacted with irrelevant information. It really helps industry and our partner organizations, which are non-industry, connect with these practitioners in a much more meaningful way than you know when they just buy a list and, and go spray and pray, and hopefully they're going to reach people with a message. That's no longer, I think, going to be something that an NPRPA appreciates. They really want to be, just like you or I, be spoken to or be engaged with things that are going to be relevant to their own journey. Yeah, that's fascinating, Richard. And you said over 40 subspecialties. I mean, you guys are definitely dialed into to this space. You know, you're able to then provide custom learning tracks, earning, growing tracks for everybody involved. Talk to us a little bit about the, and you mentioned it a couple of times, right? You, you mentioned the industry side of things. Talk to us about how industry can learn and benefit from the organization that you guys have put together here? Yeah, I think industry truly benefits because I think in a lot of cases, they look at the the office and they think, you know, we're calling on a doctor, so that's good enough, right? When in fact, a lot of the, the prescriptions that are showing up under the doctor's script pad are in fact being written by the NP or PA. Now, there, there is a, a little bit of a data set that where NPs and PAs are showing up but it, it's not it's not a complete set. So what POCN does is we complete the picture with what we call our total office AI. It's a data set that essentially can extrapolate the NP or PA that actually saw the patient and wrote the prescription, but it might have gone under the doctor's script pad or EHR. We can actually, with our algorithm and IP, we can pull that out and re-attribute the prescription that was written by that NP or PA. And this is critical because especially with COVID, but even pre-COVID and hopefully soon post-COVID, right, the rep is going to walk into that office and they're going to look, talk to Dr. Smith, thinking Smith wrote all those scripts, when in fact it was an NP or PA that had written that script. So we work with clients to be able to extrapolate that data so that they can make more effective calls onto that office as well as we have a digital call plan solution as well, so that whether it's a, a telecall, like a remote engagement, as they call through Viva or whatever system they're utilizing, we have a full integration as a Viva partner. But we, again, what POCN's done is we've set up this data in a real-time element, which means that every single month, we have 240 million lives of, of claims and about 90% of all prescription that we've crosswalked, meaning we understand the journey of that patient, and that allows pharma to understand who should they be calling on. So to create a more dynamic call plan and fill the gap of the people that are essentially being projected. Because in a lot of cases, the pharma life sciences need to, they buy a projected data set where POCN is real time. And our real timeliness allows for whether it be a rep, a call center, or a digital engagement or omni-channel plan to essentially know who's really working in that 
office and that align with our target list or therapeutic area so that there's real efficient use of, of marketing dollars versus, you know, sending out things that essentially are just spam for the end user, which is, you know, a healthcare professional that should be talked to based on where they're practicing currently, not the things that they've practiced in the past. And um, that's where we think the industry by working with us has a, has a unique advantage. Yeah, I would certainly agree with that, Richard. And so many dollars are thrown down the toilet in trying to reach out to people. You mentioned the mass lists. You've talked about the non-curated data points. Sounds like you guys are are offering real-time data points through claims to help substantiate certain outreach efforts. And that's very unique. I've not heard of that before. And so... Talk to us about the outcomes, right? Like it makes, I could guess, but I would love to learn from you. How has this hyper-focused training helped with outcomes? Yeah. Well, again, I think from an outcome standpoint, there's a couple different different endpoints, right? There's outcomes that we care a lot about, which is patient outcomes, right? Meaning, again, patients are, you know, either staying on therapy, they're more adherent. Again, the, the NP or PA uh, oftentimes has a has a more important role. Not that the doc doesn't, but it's the, what they're they're chained in patient satisfaction. They're getting paid and incentivized based on patient satisfaction. So we believe by educating these practitioners who inherently spend more time with the patient and follow up that there's better outcomes. Also, when it comes to the other side of the fence, marketing outcomes, right? So with marketing, what we've seen is very high ROIs. We see higher opener rates. And so one of the reasons that is, is because while we have almost 400,000 NPPAs who have opted in to POCN, which is about 92 or 93% of all NPs and PAs in the country, a lot, oftentimes we have more than you know, multiple contact contact information for them, phone, email, social handles, all of that. On top of that, the ability to utilize our ambassador network. So what I didn't share with you is that we have over 5,000 APPs, advanced practice providers, who have higher status inside of POCN, either because they're part of America's top or they're part of our advisors or, or mentors or, or ambassador network. And what happens is when we send out communications, our goal is to always have those communications come from someone they know or know of. So while home office at a pharma life science company might have a piece of content approved, oftentimes we'll have people in different geographic locations deliver that information through our system. So our system has many different channels between email, social activations, endemic and non-endemic. We just signed a deal with an EHR partner. We have access inside of 370 EHRs as well as a podcast platform. So these channels, though, when ed- the education comes, it's always coming from someone they know or know of with exception of the EHR because it's inside of a system. But the whole idea here is that influencers, whether they be clinical or digital influencers, they deliver that message through our system and it makes it feel like like it's more custom to them. Mm -hmm. And it's important. It's not trying to dupe anybody. It's all about, again, if it's someone's in, in Bucks County, you know, outside Philly, or they're in Southern California, or they're in Florida, right? We're always trying to make it feel like it's coming from someone they know or know of. And just like for you or I, that influencer cascade, it's important to us. And all too often, you think about the way that physician marketing has been, you've had that national leader, and many of them, and then you hope for that cascade of influence. Well, NPs and PAs are the inverse of that. There's the Doylestown, the, the, you know, in Bucks County, there's probably five or six NP or PA organizations. 
right? And everything else around the country is like that. So we mapped all that. I did that actually myself when I started the company initially out of right here, right? Out of, out of my home office. And ultimately that's been our calling card is that this be local strategy has allowed us to scale, you know, nationally. And you know, actually we're doing a couple of things internationally as well, but mainly national footprint that allows us to work with marketing teams so that when their message it goes through POCN, it feels local. It touches a nerve. It touches folks where, yes, it's still industry, but it's, you know, most cases, NPs and PAs in our education are a little bit void of industry, but they're starving for knowledge. They want to exceed expectations of the practice they work for. So we, we're essentially trying to, you know, play to that with our business model and have for a long time, we think it's a differentiator. Yeah, it certainly sounds like it. And uh, appreciate you you walking us through that. That warm touch, that familiar touch is certainly key to engagement, to opening, to acting on on any messages that, that come through. So all this stuff is not easy. And I can't imagine, you know, it didn't come without any difficulties, right? So talk to us about one of your biggest setbacks, something that just kind of like, Gotcha. But then because of that, you've become so much better. Yeah. Again, it, it's probably like everybody has experienced here with COVID. We were doing, in addition to some a lot of the omni-channel digital stuff we were doing, we were doing hundreds of meetings a year, really cool meetings where we were basically having the same, these NPs and PAs in all these different geolocations be, get trained and speak on behalf of industry. And we would bring folks out to restaurants using our, you know, our business model. And that, that was probably the biggest challenge we had, I mean, was trying to pivot from there. Thank goodness we had other things that we could do and we converted a lot to virtual, but that was mighty difficult. And what our team did to respond wasn't just like everybody, you know, again, you got to do what everybody else did. And we left our office. We can't, everybody went to their homes, worked with Zoom or Microsoft or whatever platform, right? We all became experts really quickly. But I think the biggest challenge and the way we overcame it was we did a very extensive survey during COVID, you know, the heat of the pandemic, and, and we're doing more now to understand what do our constituents want? What do our members want? What do our friends want? Because these are not just people who we don't know. We have relationships. And without the association and society meetings, without the connectivity, with a lot of layoffs, and especially for the PA cohort, or not layoffs, but, but furloughs, right? what could we do? Right? And, and what do people, you know, and that's one of the things where we, you know, we're about to announce, but we've already launched a, a mentor-mentee initiative. These folks need to talk to people. They need to know what other specialties they could be working in. I mean, it would four years ago, so it wouldn't have been unheard of almost for a PA to, or NP to go leave right school and go right into an oncology practice or some of these specialties. Now it's starting to become the norm. I mean, by 2030, with physicians retiring and the lack of clinical programming, NPs and PAs are the numbers are just shooting through the roof. So to answer your question again, I think it was just it was adapting to the changing environment, making sure our team was in sync and on the same page. So that was, it was hard though. There's like, and we're still dealing with it, but yeah, we, the lights at the yet. end of the tunnel where clients are now saying, look, if we're going back out. We're going, we're going to see our, their clients, which are in those offices and that, and everybody's back to work. And I think probably like you, your partner starting to feel like the, the sea change, hopefully back to the way it used to be. Yeah, it is. It is starting to feel that way. And it's great that you guys have done what you've done during the pandemic. I'm sure it's made you guys stronger as a company. Now you'll have this virtual capability, the expanded virtual capability, along with the traditional shaking hands and, and brick and mortar approach that has worked. What are you most excited about today, Richard? 
Yeah, I would say I'm, I'm most, one of the things I'm most excited about is this mentor-mentee initiative and POCN+. I joked today with a client that we launched POCN+, which is very similar to like Disney+, Plus or ESPN+. Plus. I mean, and I joke, oh, they're, okay. not, they're not quite as big as us yet, you know, those platforms. <laughs> but, no, but because we have solved all these NPPA leaders and even some MD leaders who are trained and trained a lot of NPs and PAs, we have these folks in a situation where they can, they can be, I call, be heard, be seen and be known. We're finding those, those up and comers, right? We're letting them publish content under their name, their institution. And we do a lot of survey work to find out what the audience wants to hear. And then letting them publish and be on the platform and whether they're on their couch through Apple TV or Roku or Chrome or on their phones in between, you know, rounds or in between whatever they may be doing personally or professionally. POCN Plus is this really cool platform that is on any connected device in the, in the whole world. And we've had people from China and Europe and other people saying, wow, your content's great. We're watching it over here, watching it over there. I was I was surprised because I said to my team, I didn't even realize, yeah. you know, I mean, our, our pharma stuff is all and life science stuff is all restricted to the U.S. at the moment. But that's what we're excited about is to give these practitioners a voice in uh, all these up and comers. I mean, you, you think you could probably in the area you work in, You've got all these top doctors all over the place, right? And and they've been, it's kind of what was, you know, what was old is new again, as, as I've heard people say. And that's what we're doing. That's what I'm excited about is to to be the the group that's trying to really support these folks. And their association societies are awesome. They do a great job of all this. And we partner with those groups too to help them publish and, and propagate their, whether it's their CME and CE, their meetings and events or their faculty. But ultimately, that's where I think we found a nice niche where we're not an association. We don't really have a policy or an agenda. And we're able to just support everyone in their own their own mission. That's what we're really excited about. That is super exciting. And I was just looking at the at the site as we were chatting. Man, that is sharp. Yeah, I think the cool thing, too, is there's a lot of institutional mastheads that, you know, anybody would be proud to be affiliated with you know, across oncology with ASCO or, or GibLib or Pain Week, you know, Real DX. I mean, we have, we're about to publish close to, you know, 70 new cases. And guess who are detailing those cases? NPs and PAs yeah. who have a chance in any therapeutic area to be the ones that are helping train one another because that's a gap. Learning for them is, is there's a gap in, um, you know, whether it be test prep for their boards or helping them, again, get recertified. That's our goal. And again, wherever and whenever we can do it in collaboration with any of the associations and societies that they're um, either supported by or should be supported by, you know, that's our goal. This is awesome. Folks, if you have a chance, take a look at what Richard's talking about. It's P-O-C-N plus, P-L-U-S dot com, P-O-C-N plus dot com. Phenomenal platform. You could find them at P-O-C-N dot com. But just uh, incredible vision here, Richard. I'm like pumped just to learn about it here. And for anybody listening, if you're looking to level up your skills, you're a PA or, or NP, or even if you're a, a system leader and you want to figure out a way to, to level up your staff's skills, just something that you should not miss out on. Definitely an opportunity. Richard, this has been super interesting. I'm very impressed with the work that you and your team are up to the mentor program, the, the, the new network. 
So leave us with the closing thought. What should we be thinking about? And what's the best place that folks can reach out to you or somebody on your team to continue the discussion if they want to engage? Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Saul. I mean, this has been a great opportunity to talk to you today. I think that the parting thought here is that NPs and PAs are as important as the docs that are treating patients that pharma's trying to gain access to. So I think when it comes to the total office and understanding that, that's where POCN can help you. And when it comes to engaging these important practitioners in a tasteful, super professional way, that's going to be measurable from an outcome standpoint, right? We want to make sure that we, uh, we're, we're here to support you guys. So we can be reached at info, I-N-F-O, at POCN.com. And I personally can be reached, this is going to be an easy one, RZ at POCN.com. As in Richard, Z is in Zwickle at POCN.com. Awesome, Richard. Well, hey, we appreciate the work that you and your team do. And folks, reach out to Richard. And if something today resonated with you and how you're doing things, now's the time to do it. Don't just think about it. Just do it. Richard, thank you. Uh, appreciate what you do. And thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you, Saul. Much appreciated. Be well and stay safe.